The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, Fionn Davenport is with me for Travel Tuesday uh, with the ultimate guide to where, Fionn? We're going Co- to Copenhagen. Co- Copenhagen? Yeah, Hown. Okay, where, where is... Copenhagen. Okay. Um, the most Sounds difficult like you language said it with in the world a mouthful, basically. An impossible like if you put a language. burger in your mouth and try to say Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Um, I heard a story that D- Danish is a very Apologies difficult language. Danish, <laughs> Danish is a very difficult language. And someone, is it? Yeah, someone told me years ago that... Um, uh, during the Second World War, the Danish resistance would spot infiltrators, G- German infiltrators, into their ranks because they share a border, of course, um, by getting them to pronounce the Danish for strawberries and cream, which I'm going to butcher right now, but it's like Rotkolmikflul, something like that. Okay. And it's so difficult that you can always, you, you just can't get the accent right unless you're born in, in, in Denmark. So it's like a shibboleth. Like a shibboleth, like that great episode of The West Wing. Yes, exactly. Indeed. Shibboleth. Um, Copenhagen is, so the reason I'm, Copenhagen is an incredible city, which, yeah, which seems almost like a trite thing to say, but it is an incredible city. And part of the reason why it's so good is, is that the citizenry is incredibly civic minded and it goes back to this. It's kind of rooted in history. There's a there's a famous saying in Danish that I'm not going to say it in Danish, but in English it translates as what was lost without will be found within. And it dates from the latter decades of the 19th century following Denmark's national trauma, which is losing the Schleswig-Holstein Wars with Prussia. So it lost two duchies. A great Studied TV them in school a couple of years ago. There was yes, that's right. Eighteen something it was called. Well, there's the two wars are 1848 to 52, and then the second one is 1864. So mm. one I would have studied in school, and this caused such a, a national trauma to Denmark that actually, oddly enough, Denmark didn't participate in any foreign military engagement until the NATO bombing of Yugoslavia or former Yugoslavia in 1999. But the result of this, it began looking at... It, it was it called 1864. Sorry to interrupt oh, okay, you. Fair but enough. just if people haven't watched it, it was a Danish... You'll see, all, you know, all those people who are in all of those things, like the bridge yes, and the killing course. and Borgen. Yeah, the same, they're all the same in this. As, they're all in this. Okay, very and it's good. brilliant. Really, really good. 1864. So, Sorry. And so what happened is, is it's it almost as though they started to, as I said... What was lost without will be found within. So they turned inwards to make their country the best possible country to live in. And as a result, Copenhagen, and it's something you hear echoed by lots of people who visit, it's the city that all other cities aspire to be in that it's designed, built and operated for the use of the people who live in it. Mm. Now, you can't say... a novel idea. You can't say that about a lot of places. So, for example... You should be able to say it about anywhere. Exactly. It makes such sense. Public services are exceptional and are readily accessible to its citizenry. Um, It is a city designed for the comfort of the people. So, for example, it's the world's friendliest bike city. Um, And everyone, everyone cycles... But there's also a really good public transport system. And it's not a cheap city by any means. In fact, it, if you're in the historic centre, it's quite expensive. But that notwithstanding, Copenhagen is one of the great urban experiences, not just in Europe, but in the world. And it's a very beautiful city. It's also a dynamic city in that it's constantly being renewed. So, for example, if you're, let's say you're at the, at, at the port, at the port, Nihauen, 
which is the kind of, it's built around water. So mm-hmm. Copenhagen's built around water and it's got the coloured old fishermen's houses that are just beautiful. And it's got this really traditional architecture. And right smack back in the middle of it, you've got the Black Diamond, which is which is the ultra modern building of the Royal Danish Library. And it's just, it, it's just this angular facade that kind of just rises up from the old port. And and there you kind of have Copenhagen in one vista. It's the traditional city, but a city that is not afraid to break the mold and do something completely contemporary, very modern, because that's what today calls for. Yeah. Are you Google, have you just Googled a picture of it? Yeah, it is a striking building. It is yeah. a very striking building. Now, you know, it's it's the Royal Danish Library. It's nice to visit. Um, I can't say in all my visits to, to Copenhagen that I've been much of a museum hound, although I am told it has world-class museums. Okay, so if we're not recommending museums, then For me, it's what a walking are we going to recommend? It's okay. a walking city. So, like, one of the things that it, it opened about... Just over 10 years ago, it's it's Market Halls. And again, I, I butcher these names as Torve Hallern um, means Market Halls. And it's it, it kind of in the middle of the city and it's become, I was going to say, the epicenter of the of the city's food scene, which is uh, suggests that there aren't others. But this is very, very popular. You can buy everything, meat, fish, you can Sample anything from Smallbro, you know, uh, mm. like open sandwiches. It's like a big to, English market type yes, thing. Is that what massive. I'm imagining? Okay, and everything, Argentinian empanadas. Yeah, like, it's got everything, and it's and it's wonderful. I mentioned the Black Diamond. If you're there in summertime, it's bone chillingly cold in winter. I found. I found. I've been there a few times in winter, and boy, you'll need a heavy coat. In summertime, sitting in an outdoor cafe is is great fun. The Tivoli Gardens now. We're past Christmas now. So, but the Tivoli Gardens is home to one of the world's oldest operating amusement parks, which sounds, which is pretty much as it sounds. It's what you'd expect a Danish designed amusement park to be. So it's kind of tacky, but it's also a lot of fun and it's great for kids. Yeah. At Christmas time, it becomes a Christmas paradise. Okay. Like it's got Santa's Grotto and the Choo Choo trains and it's got, and whereas when you go to Christmas markets in other parts of Europe, a lot of the tat you'll get is imported from Taiwan or, yeah. you know, not the place of origin. Happy Christmas. Have this sword that lights up. <laughs> Made in China. But here, because Denmark has such a rich tradition of artisan and craft making, so a lot of the stuff, like the wooden toys, are all made locally. Um, Take to the water. This is a city built on water and you're never far from the water. And it doesn't like, unlike a city, well, like the city we're in in Dublin, which has its back to the water. Uh, Copenhagen embraces it? Very much so. It's actually, the water is almost central to the whole city experience. So get in a boat. There's loads of them. Oslo is like that as well. Oslo is very like this. Um, And like the harbour tours, they're very touristy, but they're a lot of fun. It's a good, the one thing is, is what's the most famous, if I said to you Copenhagen and there's one, what's the icon of Copenhagen? Oh, the mermaid. It's the it's the most disappointing. What Copenhagen? People, local people can't stand it. I think it's stupid. It's four feet high, and it's this little mermaid, and it's Hans Christian Andersen. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it's it's insignificant. It it's like one of those things. Is like people make all this effort to go to you know, so you get your boat and you go out to where it is, and you're like, oh, oh. it's not even visible from the. No, it's the, not even the, the city centre. It's a little bit. Yeah, you have to kind of go. It's a bit like at least the mannequin piece in in Brussels is in the middle of the city, so you don't have to make an effort to go. No, out. but I've seen that. That's that's disappointing. It's exactly, I know. So, so this is equally disappointing. Yeah, absolutely, but it's one of those. She's not even relieving herself. The mermaid. <laughs> it's not very good. 
It's okay. not very good. So there's, it's it's. The, I mentioned the harbour bus. So isn't a bus? <laughs> Sorry, so Mick in Dublin ferry. has texted in as we say it. It's a fabulous city, but good God, that Little Mermaid is the single most disappointing thing I've ever agree. seen. Mick is dead right. It's like sticking it in the sea about twenty feet off the prom in Galway. Yeah, it is tiny. Yeah, it's it's four feet high. Okay, and look, it was a statue built to commemorate the most famous uh, Danish author of them all, Hans Christian Andersen. And that's it. And there's nothing to it. And yet it draws thousands. It's if funny. Not. It is what I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, so don't bother with that. What um, should you bother with? Um, so, it's, as I said, it's a great walking city. There's lots of ways to enjoy it. So Strul, which is you spell it S-T-R-O-G-E-T. So you look at it first and you go Strug it. And yeah. then you go Strul. Strul. Strul is kind of like take Grafton Street and Henry Street and put them together. And you get, yeah, it's that long pedestrianised walking street that has all the fancy shops on it. Um, now, it's, yeah, it's got all the, high, it's, it's the equivalent of the Danish high street. Yes. It's fine. But what it has, it's got the flagship stores of well-known Danish brands like Lego. Roy, Royal Copenhagen. Which? Lego. Is Lego Danish? Maybe. I think Lego's Danish. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, I was going to say straight away, I was like, isn't Lego? Yeah. Okay. Sure, I don't remember. There might be one. I was thinking more of Royal Copenhagen Porcelain. I was thinking of oh, yeah. Ilums Boligus, you know, the lighting designers. You um, see, you grew up in diplomatic circles with your <laughs> ro- Royal Copenhagen Porcelain. <laughs> the rest of us mere mortals uh, don't think of Lego. I love we think Lego. of Lego. Are you joking me? Do you know how expensive Lego Ferrero is? Ferrero Rocher off your Royal Danish Porcelain. Do you know Lego is? <laughs> oh, Dad, where is the Ferrero Rocher? Um, Les Français have never heard of Le Piador. <laughs> um, Georg Jensen silverware and there's a really good uh, pastry shop called La Glace. Um, anyway, but the streets surrounding Strul are really, really good. I mentioned Christiana. When I was younger, I'm a little older than you, Christiana was to us young wannabe alternative types growing up in, in, in Dublin in the 80s and early 90s. Christiana, the free town, the hippie town established in the 1970s mm. as a hippie commune. Yeah. That was the place we all wanted to go. So when I first went, it's incredibly disappointing, but very interesting um, from an anthropological point of view is that it's a hippie commune. They took over and there is, I, I'm of the opinion that there is none so conservative as the entrenched hippie. Oh, really? you know? oh yeah, 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 okay. absolutely. And so oddly enough is, so you have like Pusher Street where it's like the drugs were always liberalized. And now I, I visited Christiana about 10 years ago and I found mm-hmm. that Eastern European gangs had kind of stepped into Pusher Street and they were, and it had this really kind of dodgy air about it. Yeah. But away from that, so it's all these kind of buildings that have been turned into, you know, occupied by flats and it's, it's almost impossible to get a flat there. And the prices are really, really high because, you know, they want to protect what they've had. Mm. So the, the the free living commune has become like this super tightly, tight knit community of aging hippies. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting for that. But worth a visit. Uh, the Nurabro, Nurabro is yeah. one of the neighbourhoods of Copenhagen, which Time Out declared as the coolest neighbourhood in the world. And unlike uh, Time Out's declarations about Smithfield, or was it recently, this actually is one of the coolest <laughs> neighbourhoods in the world. Sorry, sorry, no disrespect to Dublin 7. Um, Do they have a horse fair? <laughs> no. 
but it's really artsy, very foodsy. It's full of lovely bars and it's that classic kind of everything you imagine that Scandi is, is found in Nudabro. Mm. Um, it's lovely. So do you know, have you heard of it? It's become kind of this iconic thing. It's the neon hen. It's this giant hen that lays uh, seven times per minute, okay. lays seen eggs a minute, like a neon. Yeah, you know? no. So anyway, it's this famous kind of sign. And there's like, anyway, so that's kind of it. it so there's the street, Noreprogad, I think. Gad is the street. It kind of is the spine of this neighborhood. And it runs like two kilometers and it goes to the station. And so all along there, it's got, there's lots of stuff. It's like everything from green grocers to terrace bars. And it's it's just a cool neighborhood to hang out in. I, in, in a cool city that is walkable, yeah, very. And that is the best but it's way. Also, get, is that the, the best way to consume it? Yeah, or, on or if on going, two wheels or two feet? Two wheels or two feet. But also the public transport, the metro is amazing. Sorry, the over the tram is incredible. And what about places to eat then? So after obviously, you've built up this appetite uh, walking like, around. Uh, well, Noma, the world's mo- the yes. number one, it's closing down. They're turning it into an experience. But listen, there's lots in terms of, there's lots of great places to eat. Um, for If you want kind of Cafe and Olhalla 1892 is great for traditional Danish cuisine. Um, there's loads of great bars. Try one of the dive bars. The dive bars are the best bars in town. There's lots of very cool European bars, but there's some brilliant kind of old smoky dive bars, which is where the notoriously kind of taciturn Danes will actually speak to strangers. Okay. Yeah. Um, in a dive bar. It's expensive. Yeah. It's I'm not sure. a cheap. Is it like any cheap as hell? Northern Ryanair European flights country. are unbelievably cheap to get. Okay. They're slightly more expensive as SAS. But Ryanair, you can get there for like 15 euro. Oh, wow. Yeah. So cheap to get there. Costs a few quid maybe while you're there, but, but worth it. Try not to stay in the city centre. Go okay. just outside the city and you'll get much more for your, for your euro. easy to get in though with all those public transport links. Unbelievably simple. Yeah, a wonderful city. Absolutely brilliant. Fionn Davenport, thank you very, very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.